Hey, welcome to another episode of Off Air with Carmen. I am so excited about today's guest, y'all. Torn Wells is at the top of his game. You know him best from Hills and Valleys, but also songs like Known, When We Pray, and most recently, Like You Love Me. That's the song you're hearing right now. In this episode, we hit it all. Identity and Calling, Our Assignments, Marriage and Touring, and Kanye and Kobe, and lots more. Here's the thing about Torin. He drops these platinum nuggets that make you want to go grab a pen and paper and start taking notes. He's a preacher and he's one of our favorites. Here's my conversation with Torin. Torin, welcome to Off Air with Carmen. Woohoo! So we sat a little earlier at your kitchen table and uh, recorded, tracked through your whole record, yeah. Citizen of Heaven, with the morning cruise. But now, and the way I've described this um, in the promos on air is that if you're sitting around the kitchen table having morning coffee, we're just getting up our coffee mugs and moving to the den. Retiring to the den. Yes. So there's so many things that I want to talk to you about because as we've been setting up, we're just having these funny conversations. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, hold on. We'll talk about that <laughs> on the on the podcast. But before we get started, I actually want to be serious and then we'll get to the fun part. But about a year and a half ago, no, it wasn't a year and a half ago, about a year ago, we went through some just transitions at the station, some some things that happened and some new roles for us. And I saw you a week after that happened. You actually came. You were coming through town with Tomlin, Tomlin and Pat Barrett. And you came through town. And I'm just I'm glad that I have an opportunity to tell you this because you spoke into that situation that morning without even knowing. Hmm. And I know that there's someone listening right now that needs to hear this. So I just want to revisit that because the way you articulated um, the differences between our identity, our calling and our assignment mm-hmm. was so profound. And I have referred back to that. I put that in my notes that morning and I have referred back to that. I can't tell you how many times because in that particular season, my identity and my calling stayed the same, but yeah. my assignment had changed. So talk about that. Yeah. Well, it's something that I've had to learn, mm-hmm. you know, through experience as well. And it's just that, you know, we have three distinctive ways that we live and the way that we process life and we process what we are here for. Mm -hmm. And the first is identity. Identity is who God says I am, that God has the exclusive copyright Mm. on who we are, that if they didn't create us, they don't get to critique us, Mm. that we are exclusively God's very own. But God made us for a purpose. And our word for purpose is calling. That's mm-hmm. what we use a lot, calling. And calling is the general um, the general direction that God sends our life in. It's the the things that we feel passionate about, the things that our hearts break for in the world that we just feel the sense of, I have to do something. And then there are assignments, which are the specific ways that we carry out who God has called us to be. Mm -hmm. So like in my own life, there was a time when my assignment was college, Mm. You know, I was, I was who I am, you know, with a calling to ministry, but the assignment was school. Mm -hmm. Like this was it. And then 
when college was over, um, I went and worked at a church and I started a band and we toured and we put out albums and we got signed and we got nominated for a couple Grammys and it was awesome. It was an assignment. Well, I learned this difficult lesson Hmm. when I stepped away from Royal Taylor Mm -hmm. and said, God, if this isn't what you want me to do, then I'm willing to lay it down. But it felt like the end of that band was the end of me Mm. because I had wrapped my identity up in the assignment that he um, gave me. Mm -hmm. And so stepping into being a solo artist, becoming a husband, becoming a father, those are all different assignments, but my calling has remained the same. Mm-hmm. So I I hope that it encourages people like beyond just the churchy stuff. But if you um, are going through a fracture in a relationship and you realize man, a lot of my identity was wrapped up in this person, Yeah, you know, or your job changes and you get relocated, you know, do you all of a sudden lose who you are? No, the end of the assignment mm-hmm. is not the end of you, but what God needs from you may be different in every season. The way you just parsed that out, I don't know, you just gave handles to it. So I know that's going to speak to somebody because it certainly has helped me for almost a year now. Yeah. So thank well, you. I'm so thankful. Yes, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. I've got just names here. Well, I've got just words written down on a, on a sheet of paper. I haven't done this. I'm new to this podcast thing, by the way. Yeah. I just started. Well, you're crushing it. Well, I guess because I've got you. You're new with an advantage. <laughs> well, You've been on I've air. Done radio. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so funny because it's definitely a different skill set. One yeah. thing that I've learned is that um, Dave and Bill are more my bumpers mm-hmm. than I ever realized. Yeah. And also in with radio, you talk in like four or five minute segments. And so you just think, oh, to sit down and, and do a podcast, you just have a conversation, but then all of a sudden it's like you have stage fright and you're like, yeah. am I a good conversationalist? You know, it's just, it's crazy. Well, you are. Well, thank you. You're the best. All right. So one of the things that I want to do is I just want to toss out some words to you and just have you speak on them. Because if there's one thing that I've learned about you, the time that I've known you, you're a preacher and you have something to say about everything. <laughs> and I don't necessarily know it's good or good. accurate or not. I'm telling you, and that. I told you this earlier and it's so true. Dave and Bill and I have always had a short list of people that, man, they just bring the platinum. Louis Giglio's at the top of that list. Mark mm-hmm. Hall's another one. And I can remember last year after the identity calling assignment, talk that you gave Mm -hmm. us we're like man torn is on this list you're (laughs) you're quotable legends Um, so i just want to toss out some words and you just speak on them i know that you have you know you're married you have children i can only imagine the pace that you keep Mm. and there's just been this recurring theme in my life the last year or so just about sabbath and just Mm. recently our preacher preached on sabbath and i think the thing that i never really connected the dots on is this not just a suggestion it's a command Command. it's right up there with don't murder people (laughs) you know what and he actually used that in the sermon illustration yeah and to talk about if we'd gone out and killed somebody Mm -hmm. you know 
in this, the illustration he gave was great, but he actually used murder up against Sabbath to yeah. prove, you know, to, to make the point. Wow. So just talk about Sabbath and how do you practice Sabbath? Uh, well, if you gave me the word Sabbath, the first thing that would come to mind would be pride killer. Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, I think the most humble place you can be is a place of rest. Mm. Because you remind yourself that it's God who does the heavy lifting. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick preached a message one time that said, we dig the ditches, God sends the rain. Mm. You know, so mm-hmm. there is a part and a role that we play in accomplishing the things God has called us to do. Mm-hmm. But the, the power of rest is, is not just in that it gives you a break. It reminds your soul of who is in control. Mm-hmm. And so it's a pride killer. It's like, oh, you don't really need me. Mm. You choose to use me, which if that doesn't humble you and bring you to that place of dependence on God, I don't know what does. For me, mm-hmm. um, I struggle with this a bit because I like to get things done, execute plans, make plans. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's really hard sometimes to step back. But through the process, I went through a few years ago of leaving Royal Taylor and doing what I'm doing now. Um, I really learned this, that I can't only trust God with the path of my life. I must trust him with the pace of my life. Mm that he's going to move me along at the right time with the right opportunities, with the right people, and that I don't have to force myself into position. I don't have to work myself into favor that God is going to give me what he gives me. Mm -hmm. And so now, honestly, I can say I'm in a place where I do work hard, but I am content to say no to things. Mm. And to put my family over this career. And not feel like you're going to miss out like yeah. if you don't take this opportunity. No, God's yeah. got it. He yeah. can do so much more with the day I give him, the year I give him, the 30 minutes I give him in the morning, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, mm-hmm. than I can do grinding 24-7. Yeah. And so there takes some faith in mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, Kanye. Easy. Uh, Well, we just had Easter at Lakewood. (laughs) It was it was Kanye at at Lakewood Church, which Mm -hmm. no one else called it that. I did. Yeah. Um, but I just think that I think two things. One, it is this reminder of how relentlessly God is pursuing humanity. That even who the world deems, Mm -hmm. okay. Yep even religious folk mm-hmm. deem as the worst of the worst, which we know that that doesn't exist. Um, we are all bad. That's right. We need Jesus yeah. equally. But even the people who look like they haven't just been working for the devil, they've been working with the devil. God is relentlessly mm-hmm. in pursuit of. Mm-hmm. And that Kanye was you. Mm-hmm. Like we love to say, well, no, he put out these songs and this music and all that. And Mm. you would have too if you had the same gifts, exposure, Mm -hmm. money, talent. Um, But you send in different ways. Love it. And so Kanye was each of us. And it is such an amazing reminder that God is in relentless 
pursuit of us. A lot of people are like, well, is it a um, just a phase or is it a fad? Well, I would ask you the same question. <laughs> is your faith a phase? Is it a fad? Is it going to stick? Because there are plenty of people who aren't famous that come to know Christ and then decide to walk away. Mm-hmm. Our job is to encourage one another to good works not sit over there like the skeptic mm-hmm. analyzing the track. No, get in there and run the race with somebody and see what can happen. So I love that about Kanye. The other thing that I love about Kanye is that it reminds us that God loves both the Kanye West and the kindergarten teacher. Yes. That he can use both people. He is after both people. They are both significant. You are not significant because you are successful. You are significant because God made you. I don't need money in my bank account. I don't need the best whip. I don't need the best Uh. vacations. I don't need to stunt on Instagram. I don't need to talk about all my haters Mm -hmm. and all these people that don't like me because I'm so successful. So annoying. No, did God I strike a nerve? I love you. this. Yeah. I love that you're. No, I'm love that you're. Well, I'm passionate this. about both yes, topics because right. I think we forget. Like, oh, now that God saved Kanye, the world can change. No, there's a second grade teacher right. who's changing the world every day mm-hmm. with her faith and with her love and her care. So I think it's cool to be reminded that God uses both. God yes. wants both. Yep. And Jesus died for both. This is going exactly how I wanted it to go. <laughs> yes, because I, I knew you'd just run. Okay, Pat Barrett. Pat Barrett's my best friend. <laughs> I mean, is he not? I say that every time. Listen. He's never said it to me, just to be clear. We'll work on that. But um, no, he, he is such a special guy, someone who challenges me in my perspectives mm-hmm. and in my faith. Um, and is always just thinking about things differently. Mm -hmm. A lot of times he's acting on the things that I've been thinking about Mm. and uh, kind of like gives me that nudge to be like, yeah, do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love him, love his heart for God, love how real he is. He's not scared to step into weird conversations Mm -hmm. or think about scripture differently. Um, And then of course, None of those things have anything to do with his talent, Yeah, (laughs) you know, which he is amazingly talented, a gifted songwriter, singer, worship leader. I got to watch him flow. You know, when we were on the Tomlin tour together, he got like, Chris gave him like 60 seconds to flow, but I got to watch some clips of him flowing over in Europe, like in a worship flow and just leading people Mm -hmm. in an authentically spontaneous moment. And he has just got a special touch on his life. And I actually, I saw that, that that's probably one of my favorite tours. You, Tomlin and Pat Bear. One of my favorites. Oh my goodness. There was just Absolutely. something on that tour, but I loved watching the interaction between you and Pat. The yeah. friendship yeah. came through on stage. Yeah. It was yeah. so great. So well, great. we kind of got to know each other trial by fire, I mm-hmm. guess. We wanted, we were in Chicago. We both love malls. <laughs> it's a part of our Enneagram <laughs> shoe, numbers. Shoe shopping. Yeah. So we <laughs> went down to Michigan Avenue yeah. and uh, we were hanging out. Well, we realized when we got in the car on our way back, it was rush hour and it was an hour and a half to get back to the venue. Oh, so no. we were just in the back 
of this Uber yeah. together for an hour and a half. Yeah. And it was a gift. Oh, I thought because... you were about to tell me you were going to be late for the tour. <laughs> oh, no. Because you were shopping. No. Okay. So y'all were just in the car together. Got I want to be mad. Yeah. Uh, if that happened, as long as I got some new swag. Yeah. But yeah, so we got to know each other. We shared a dressing room and mm. I'm just a fan. I love that. And he's so fun. He's so fun. He's so fun. A um, couple days ago, when we're recording this, a couple days ago, we were all, we all got the news on Sunday afternoon about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Just. Tragic. <sighs> Unthinkable. It's one of those things you can't wrap your mind around. It's, I'm like, I'm on this thing recently, like the biggest questions in humanity, the biggest questions that are being asked, mm-hmm. who am I mm-hmm. and where is God? Yeah. And it is in moments like these mm. where I think that question just surfaces in people's hearts like, well, where is God in this? Yeah. And the beautiful thing about it is he's with us. Mm-hmm. He's with the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. He weeps with those who weep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in the trenches with us. I think on a human level, you're like, well, why does God allow this to happen? Well, there are so many things that lead up to circumstances like this, but it's why the gospel matters so much because things like this happen because we live in a world that does not work the way it's supposed to. God's original intention and design for humanity was oneness with him relationship with him um like you think of a utopia as something unattainable that's what god wanted for people but we broke it and we broke that relationship and jesus came to restore that relationship so that in times like these when we face death we know that death is not the end. That's right. When all that there that we can see is something physical, then it feels hopeless. But my faith allows me to realize if you believe that there is only what you see, then you have not yet seen all there is to be seen. Mm. That there is another life happening. There's another reality beyond this. And that's why we make music like this. We make music for moments like this, Mm -hmm. for pain like this, for trials like this, to point people to a greater reality that this doesn't have to be the end. You know, there's, there's an eternal life that we can look forward to. Mm. You're getting ready to head out on tour. And one of the things that you said is before you head out on tour, you and your wife, y'all go to counseling. That's you're the first artist I've ever heard say that. That's so good. No, but I love love it. I love it. So you are going to, you're going to share something with us about that. I just, you know, the generation before us, like if you, if, and maybe even now, if I went to my parents and I said, Mm -hmm. LB and I are in counseling, they'd be like, well, what happened? What, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, everything's fine. Like, you know, you go to the doctor mm-hmm. to see if you're okay. <laughs> and so we we want to be in our marriage 
proactive, not reactive. It's good. Now there have been things that have happened in our marriage that have we've reacted to with counseling, but we did counseling before we got married in the first few years of our marriage when we were trying to figure it out. We did counseling. We did counseling a few years ago to make it through a very difficult time in our marriage. And now we're like, why wait? Mm-hmm. You know, let's just go. And so I'm a strong believer in processing your feelings, having conversations. Uh, that's not my makeup. I don't want to do it. It is not comfortable. Um, I despise the idea of it before I'm leaving the session. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I'm like, we should really do this more. It's so helpful. <laughs> it's true. I mean, and for it same. to be Bible based, yeah, right. scriptural, spirit led mm-hmm. is so important. But we are learning how to live life together. We've been married nine years. We just Mm -hmm. celebrated nine years. But life is changing so quickly. We've got our kids. We just want to carry as much wisdom Mm -hmm. into this world as we can. And, you know, the Bible says that there is wisdom in a multitude of counsel. Mm -hmm. So we want to do the best we can to remain learners Mm -hmm to remain listeners, to hear like, how was it raising your girls, you know, yeah. to hear from your um, co-hosts, mm-hmm. you know, what was it like? Like, talk to me. Anytime I have a chance to ask a question, I'm asking a question yeah. because there's so much to learn. Is there a nugget? And the reason I asked that is I can remember when Pete and I were in counseling years ago, when the counselor said to us, he said, Bibli- you know, Bible-based, and he said, Carmen, you're the primary person that God is going to use to show his love to Pete. Amen. And Pete, you're the primary person that God is going to use to show his love to Carmen. And when wow. that was said to us, it mm-hmm. was like, <gasps> game changer. It totally was a game changer because yep. it's like, wow, if God's using me, it just took me out of the, and I'm still selfish, but yeah. it just, it helps reframe God's using me to show his love. I need to, so my prayers shifted that day. Yeah. And I started praying, God, help me to love him the way you want me to love him. Help me to love him. So is there a piece of, is there a piece of advice that the counselor has given you? Or like another one for us was, you know, go to the other one and say, okay, I'm writing a narrative and this is what I'm saying in my narrative and Mm -hmm. give them the opportunity to say, is that narrative true or not? So is there something you can share anything uh, that pops I'll up I'll tell you quickly? what we talked about in our last session. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> Some else yeah. top of mind. So we went into the whole Enneagram okay. thing, which is the personality. Yeah. It's more than a personality. It's thing, that though. to me that doesn't do it justice no. because the Enneagram talk about game changers. It's been a game changer for me and Pete and it's yeah. been a game changer for two thirds of us on the morning cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another story for another day. Well, so talk our, about that, yeah. our therapist actually yeah. said he was very anti Enneagram, just like whatever, okay, it's a yeah. fad, whatever. Uh-huh. And then he was doing all these sessions yeah. and people are dropping these numbers. He said all over the place, like I'm a three, I'm yeah. a six, I'm a blah, blah. And he realized there's this language being spoken by uh-huh. people that he didn't he know. He didn't know, yeah. So that forced him to kind of study it, go to training on it. Okay. And now he's like, I love the Enneagram. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I think our families are annoyed at how much we yes. use it and talk about it. Yeah. We're like, well, that's because you're a nine, yeah. Dad. I mean, of course you would respond yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, you don't know me. Yeah. Like, well, we actually do. Mm. Um, but one of the things, I'm a three, which is the achiever performer. 
Mm. Go figure. <laughs> and my wife is a one, mm. which is the reformer. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we were talking about what is the path of growth mm. forward for each of us. Mm-hmm. For me as a three, uh, and this is why he said that. And this was the nugget that I, I wrote down from from our session mm. was the the healthiest way forward is the hardest the the way that you get to your healthiest place is going to be walking through the hardest things so for me being as a three be image focused um deceit trying to maintain the image the hardest way forward is truth Mm. and transparency Mm -hmm. and that's something that we've actually learned in our marriage that there is a difference between honesty and transparency. Hmm. Honesty is, you ask me a question, I'll tell you the I'll truth. Give you, yeah, okay. Transparency is, you bring truth to the table. Mm. It's the difference of asking your kid, what happened at school today? Versus your kid coming home and saying, you know what happened at school today? Mm. My teacher's going to call you. In marriage, it's, and then specifically for me, coming home and saying, there was a girl at the show tonight. What? You tell your wife that? Yep. Because she has demonstrated in my life through her own learning process, I'm going to mm. be met with grace. Mm. One of the questions I was asked when I was ordained was, how are you going to handle working with someone you're attracted to. Mm. Uh, These are questions we don't ask. Right. right. Why not? This is what causes Mm. marriages and relationships Mm -hmm. and churches and businesses and careers to fall apart at the seams. And yet we sit silent and say, man, you know what you're reading, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So for me, it's transparency. um, And, that's what I'm trying to grow in. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly very painful mm-hmm. because if I'm asked the question, how are you doing? My auto- automatic response is, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I may be fighting the battle of my life. But you're going to say I'm good. I'm all right. I'm yeah. good. God's really working. Praise God. He's so good. Yeah. I did Priscilla Shire's Armor of God all last year as my Bible mm. study. And just diving into that it kind of goes hand in hand because Satan has a prescription because it's kind of like a one size. We feel like it's a one size fit all. There's going to be temptations and this Mm -hmm. and that, but he has a prescription for torn wells. Yeah. He has a prescription for Carmen Brown. Like he's got a prescription and that's how you fight him on that level is with that. God's got the antidote. He does, but it's probably going to be the medicine you don't want to take. That's exactly right. It's the thing. I don't want to go there. I don't want to, touch that. I don't want to. And what happens is, you know, obviously the Lord is light, but Satan is the, he's the great deceiver. Mm -hmm. So he's going to look like he's light and it's Mm going to be bumped up right against. Yeah. If here's light, you can't see this because it's on a podcast, but if God is light and you take your other hand and Satan is the imposter, imposter Mm -hmm. to light, that battle is worn is 
it's it's what he's going to come yeah in the fracture right there's there natural the light and artificial yeah, that's light. right that's a great way to which say which light it. are you going to live in? yeah and you know what that's, that's why you're fire. the artist and i'm not that's good <laughs> no, they write a song no that's, that's good it's I mean, so true it. yeah, yeah it's so true yeah. well i had the enneagram written down but we've we've kind of hit that i love yeah. the enneagram i'm all about the enneagram yeah me too so today is january the 28th that we're recording this so i think you and chris tomlin are going to have something in common <laughs> oh, so no. here's the thing Back in 2016. Is it going to be that we're going to write the biggest worship songs of yeah, all time? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> okay. Um, <Deal>. back, <laughs> back in 2016, I did Whole30. It was actually a Whole60. Okay. My Lord. It was day 60, no sugar. The Lord wanted you to do that? You yeah, sure? I Because there's to. a scripture that said, come have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing is I teased. So Chris was coming through on tour. And he comes walking in backstage carrying this five layer, you know, birthday cake, singing happy birthday. Oh my gosh. And so I've Are you teased. Are going to be rude? I, exactly. So I, I've teased for years. I'm like, Chris Tomlin made me stumble, y'all. Chris Tomlin wow. made me stumble. And so I ended up eating cake because, That's you know, hilarious. He comes, how can you not eat the cake? Yeah. So where's this place you want to take us for lunch? Lupe Tortilla. Okay. So it's, okay. it's January the 28th. I have 28, 29, three more days of whole yeah. 30. I mean, Dog this day's it. almost over. No, but I'm going to so be. So 29, 30. I'm three days. Is there 31 So days? you're going to make me. So you you and Chris Tomlin, you're going to make yeah, me stumble. I'm, I'm going to go have some queso. I'm going to do the more biblical thing. What's I understand that? the whole 30. I didn't see the whole 30 in the Bible. Yeah. But I did say, like, <laughs> let's see. Let's break bread together. Okay. You know, let's. So and how, if that bread happens to be fajitas, <laughs> you know, okay. then we're good. So queso. Or queso how, flamiato. Oh. Have you had queso flamiato? No, I haven't. Okay, it's where they break out chorizo you, you, like my little, you like my little roll on that chorizo yeah with the queso flamiato uh-huh. i've got songs in spanish guys go listen to them um but they have the cheese yeah. with the chorizo and then they mix it up and they put it on a tortilla <laughs> i'm so hispanic right now yeah. and they just wrap it up it's it is literally like you may be fasting mm-hmm. to feel more of heaven yeah well you're not going to get closer to heaven than, than this, this. All right. I think I'm done for. I think I'm done for. And it's so funny because I had such a proclamation. Yeah. Before no, I came here, I said, I'm flying to Houston. I'm sticking hey, to my whole Hey, and if you want to honor that, no, I'm with after, you. No. But if you want to enjoy your life. Yeah. It's kind of I mean, like. <laughs> all good and perfect gifts. It's like saying get behind me. I'm Don't using push. all the scripture Okay, shove me just a little. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Torin, for yes, doing ma'am. this. Thanks Thank for you. having this me. This has been awesome. Oh my goodness, he's the best. And was I right or was I right? Did you want to take notes or what? The whole identity calling and assignment thing, it's literally in the notes section on my phone. A special thanks to Torin for being my guest. And y'all, go get his new CD, Citizen of Heaven. It's fantastic and we need to support our boy. So go get it. Y'all have a great rest of the day and I'll see you back here next week.